Hey guys, it's Karen and Misty, and we are Perfume Philosophers. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Pretty okay. Pretty okay. That's a strong statement just right up the middle there. So Exactly. I'm just very, I think I'm still recovering from my double-double. Um, that's, a, that's a sandwich, right? No. It's also, well, I know a triple-triple is a basketball thing where you get like, okay, like don't a, let me try to yeah, break down basketball terms. And, yeah. Uh, points and some other stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I got. Double double. I worked two double shifts back to back for those that did not understand that. And it was too much. I'm too old. No more double doubles. We need pretty, uh, re- pretty intense. Yeah. Recovery day. All I right. still feel like I'm recovering. Um, recovery weekend. Yeah. I feel like my sleep schedule still hasn't gotten back. And it's not even like I got super off. Just, right. I don't know. It could also be the move and the time change that make it hard to just. I'm sure you know, that doesn't help. It's just an hour and I've been here for a month, but I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. We also, we keep a pretty, a pretty, I wouldn't call it a weird schedule, but we tend to turn in pretty early and get up pretty early. So. Yeah. Um, that can make it, I want to say harder to adjust, but it can make it like weirder to adjust when you're not having to just adjust for the time zone, but also maybe a little bit for just a slightly different schedule as well. I have um, a new subscription. I subscribe to Paramount Plus. <laughs> so, Good times. So I've been watching a lot of the real world road rules challenge. <laughs> it's my guilty <laughs> pleasure. Um, and then I discovered you can also watch uh, criminal minds. And I was very excited about that. Uh-huh. I know I keep Is that waiting the one for with Greg from, uh... well, he got fired, but yeah, he played oh, okay. Hotchner. Gotcha. Well, it did have him then, but I'm just saying that's that show making sure I was remembering correctly. And they put him in the witness relocation program. I would say spoiler alert, except that um, that happened well over a decade ago. So right. I, I feel I like think, if you saw I think it, you've, you've, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to say like, you know, maybe there's arguments to be made about when the proper cutoff point for like spoiling stuff is, but I'm going to throw it out there that once a decade has passed, you don't really get to expect other people to protect you from spoilers anymore. What I will not feel like is a spoiler, but will mention because it's kind of perfume related. I watched the third installment of the Fear Street mo- movies on Netflix. This nice. is not a plug. I just I read those books in the sixth grade, and I thought I was pretty excited about the um, the the movies and when I read about them. And so anyway, they're they're kind of your classic slasher movies, you know. But right. they they. It was three parts. They start in 1994. They go back to 1978. And then they go back to 1666. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so anyway, I won't even say in which one. I will just say that I think um, maybe not a starring role, but a definite supporting cast member was CK1. Okay. (laughs) That's it probably the of, 1666 episode, I assume. You make jokes. Uh, 
<laughs> it, was a, it was a big fragrance back in the day. But if you found yourself watching Stranger Things and digging the whole getting the 80s vibe right, I feel like they nailed the 90s vibe as well. And oh, okay. you should, if you, so if that's it's your like thing. Scary, my so called life. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Uh, it actually has one of the actresses from Stranger Things uh, is in the second. I thought you were going to say my so-called life, and I was like going to no. get really excited. Although I can't really imagine who that would be at this point. Maybe Ricky? Well, you said actresses, so. Oh, my bad. I did say that. The mom? Uh, is she, I, I don't actually... say this to be mean. Is she still alive? She's like, alive. Okay. That's uh, I actually read an, uh, ago. an interview she did very recently. Um, when I forget where I read it, but it um, she was on something. She was in True Blood not too long ago, and then she oh. was on something very recently, and she played like a bad guy, if you will, like an actual crazy psycho bad guy. And... Uh, Anyway, and she said that it's been like she hasn't gotten a lot of roles because she will forever be Patty Chase. Like, I can see that it played a huge I, part of her. Uh, it's kind of hard to picture her not like as anything other than Patty Chase, like in my head. Yeah, I haven't seen her in any of these other things. So, like, your immediate reaction is not going to be like anything other than just like oh hey it's the mom from my so-called life is that patty chase with a gun yeah patty chase Chase killing people yeah (laughs) anyway Um, uh, this is unfortunate because she was uh she was she was a good actress well i say like i i thought she sold her role and i mean she did so well well. as patty chase that nobody could see her as anything else um anyway yeah this is not a podcast about my so-called life and uh, Patty Yet. Chase. And I can't remember her actual name. <laughs> Patty Chase philosophers. That's our new. Uh... Patty Chase philosophers. My so-called life. You know what? I can't even speak. <laughs> my brain. Just because that's how much that's how that's how excited we get to talk about Patty Chase. Yeah, um, I, I mean, my so-called life comes up a lot on a perfume podcast. For that's not what I meant to say. Comes up a lot from me but weirdly like i don't know you wouldn't expect that on a perfume podcast (laughs) but here i am once again talking about my so-called life regardless um some things i'm learning about iowa and humidity and heat (laughs) that's just the best segue i could do there um (laughs) is that uh perfumes wear a little differently like i have now decided that prada la femme is not for daytime hospital wear in Iowa. <laughs> gotcha. I was kind of like a, I mean, it smelled wonderful, but I was like a Prada La Femme, like choking cloud when I got oh, to work wow. the other day. And that oh, okay. was after I changed into my things. And I was like, uh, once I changed into my scrubs and that's because my heaviest layer is usually on my clothes. Right, um, right. And I could still, I was like, it, I feel like it's choking everybody out. And then I felt very like people were looking at me and <laughs> wondering why I had on so much perfume. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Nobody ever learned. said any. Nobody ever said anything. But yeah. Oh, so but I feel you. I have a um, actual accidental but very awesome solution to that problem. But um, I'm going to save that for another episode. Well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like texting John from the hospital 
um, cause we've been trying out a specific, uh, house this week, but, um, so we text a lot about perfume, but I was like, it's just different. Like I just noticed in the performance of Prada Femme, but because of that, I was like, man, I can't wait to try some of these like softer kind of skin scents to see if they project more. And John found an article about like scent being stronger when it's hot, like, yeah. And, <laughs> and humidity definitely cause uh, uh, more volatility, as it were. Yeah, anyway, and, and it just makes sense. And I guess maybe I should have known that. But um, coming from Houston, you would think. Right. But I used to only wear like gourmand, like, like sillage bombs, like in your yeah. face. They don't things. necessarily change as much because they're so loud off the top. And I'm wearing them like out, you know, like, so right. I'm, I'm, you know, versus like trying to get by with wearing, trying to get away with wearing perfume at the hospital. Anyway. Um, yeah. And I mean, so it doesn't mean that everything is always going to change, but cause I did try out um, Nirvana black. I wore it and I'm actually going to order the perfume oil because I'm still trying to find the perfect solution to make that one a little louder. Um, and they have the perfume oil for like $11 on FragranceNet. Um, but Nirvana Black is still, it's still very soft, but it does smell differently. Like it smell more, smells more like, um, I know it's got some woodsy note in it and I can't think of what it is right now, but you, you smell that more prominently than like the floral notes, which I'm fine with. It smells fine. Um, but it's just interesting that it smells completely different in Colorado and what a fun lesson to learn. Indeed. But I always feel like we do point out like, you know, on me, this smells like this because we know that perfume on different people can change a lot. Um, right. So basically, don't let us uh, tell you <laughs> what to buy. <laughs> Only listen to us. Guys. Only listen to our opinions. No, just kidding. Um, it's just been interesting to, to see how these play out. I haven't tried uh, Amoessa yet, but I'm very excited to do that one because I know I did wear it when I first got here, but um, uh, it. And I remembered smelling it on my clothes, which I'd never smelled that really on my skin. So I was like, oh, well, cool. And so I bet like just I thought, well, maybe I sprayed a lot more than I normally do or I don't know. But then I was like thinking back now, I'm like, no, it's probably the humidity just kind of amplified that. And it, it stuck to my shirt. I'm just really excited to try all of these like softies. <laughs> I've had a lot of, of op opportunities because we've been trying a bunch of stuff. So, right, right. Anyway, that is our new scientific discovery that, I mean, we already knew was a thing. John immediately had an article. <laughs> so. To be clear, I had to go dig to find the article. I just immediately kind of knew that there was an article to find. That's true. So anyway, um, I guess you probably didn't try much besides what we're about to talk about, huh? Uh, no, I randomly the other day decided to wear uh, Lolita Limpica. Um, oh, help me out. I can never remember. Oh, oh, oh masculine. Fresh? Oh, fresh. Oh, oh ma what, yeah. What, yeah, something along those lines. Um, just because I was like, yeah, it's powdery and light and whatever. And um, 
it had been a very long time since I had worn that. And I was like, oh, I forgot how much I like this. It's very airy, but not like ozonic. Because you know how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, that was really it. I mostly uh, was trying on our various things for this week and, uh, you know, apply in the morning, kind of make a note of how long a small amount lasts, uh, put a bunch on, see how it smells strongly, et cetera. So, yeah, I think that was literally kind of the only day I wore anything else. So... I try to remember to spray on a perfume. I spray on a perfume before I go to bed. It's when I'm the happiest because I'm the Golden Girls are playing and I know I'm about to go to sleep. <laughs> so, but I just um, I did a lot of cleaning and organizing this weekend, and so I moved all of my perfume into the room where I record. And so, like, I'm hoping that that doesn't interfere with my nighttime perfume spraying. Right. I was just thinking I need to move some. I don't know where, but somewhere that's in like my path for getting ready to go to bed. So that, cause I was doing that for a minute, but, um, now that, uh, now that you're no longer here, I'm not in the den as much in the afternoon and evening. And so like, I don't <laughs> see the bottle to be like, Oh, let me do this. And you it know. sounds like you avoided me while I was there. <laughs> no, it's just that, um, usually I would stay in there and play on the computer so you could watch TV and such. I know, um, I'm just, I'm just picking on you. I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, so, but now that since like usually once I'm done with my work for the evening, I'm kind of done with this room because it's a billion degrees and uh, I, uh, I don't then remember to put on anything for my afternoons or evenings. I will say a lot of the stuff we've been trying out has been lasting such that that, oh, excuse me, yawning, um, such that wearing stuff in the evening might not have really worked particularly well anyway, so... Um, so yeah, I guess we can go ahead and jump into this then. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I just spray so much perfume on so much, like all the time. I forget what I've worn and what I haven't worn. So, uh, that's kind of happening right now. Sorry guys. Well, there you go. It's like I focus on the ones I need to focus on for the episode and then I just, I just wear, it's the things you hear me talk about. I mean, it's let's be honest oh i did buy a new i bought myself a new perfume um that i talked about last week i bought a the travel spray of chloe nomad and so i wore that yesterday how did that work out i like it and there's something there's something so nostalgic to me in that perfume and i don't know if it like i immediately think of my friend lisa and uh now she is she was my friend well, I mean, we're still friends. We just don't see each other much. But she is my friend that I spent most, like I went to high school with her, spent most of my 20s with her. And she's the one who always like would give me the perfume she didn't like and that kind of stuff. I talk about her a lot. But anyway, there's something about this perfume that makes me think of that era. And I don't know if it's because her perfume, her signature perfume for the longest time was um, Inner Realm which I don't think they make anymore. And I have a bottle of Realm. I love that. It smells so delicious. But um, if you want to smell that, it's on the shelf, by the way, John. But anyway, uh, Inner Realm was like this, like a muskier, softer version of Realm. And I think they were unisex, but Inner Realm was definitely more of like a lady perfume. 
And like she wore it so much and for so long that like when Aaron, my sister bought her dad's house, (laughs) they still live there and they were um, in the attic or something, looking at something and they were above Lisa's room and you could, Aaron said you could smell the perfume like in the attic. (laughs) And even Aaron knew that that was like her signature scent. Anyway, that's very funny. Yeah. And so there's something about it. Cause I was think I know I was trying to decide between the absolute and the uh, just Chloe nomad. And I was like, I don't know. They both. And then I thought that the, non-absolute um really smelled like inner realm i just need to randomly text lisa and say hey i found the perfume for you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like i said i can't pinpoint what it is um that reminds me that but it's like i'll wear it and i'm like this is so familiar but it's a relatively new perfume like it's not uh like anybody wore it back then so i don't know I will keep investigating until I figure it out because, you know, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, and that's also a good tip for her because it's always, you know, if you've got like your signature from back in the day. Is that even still available? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. So nice to know you can find something that if it's not a dupe, it's at least in the same vein. Yeah. So anyway, I just I feel very strongly. And um, she's the type of friend that if I message her out of the blue and say, hey, I haven't talked to you in like since I left Texas, but, um, by the way, <laughs> here's a perfume you should try. <laughs> Wouldn't be too out of line. Not no. too crazy. Okay. Yeah. I did kind of just leave that dangling, didn't I? Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I bought Chloe Nomad, just a small one. And I don't know that I would repurchase it now that I, I mean, when I went, don't get me wrong. It makes my heart happy. It, I feel like it smelled a lot sweeter when I smelled it in the store. And, um, okay. I don't know if that's like an EDT EDP situation, um, but I do love it. So it's not, it's not like I feel like I wasted my money, but because I have so much perfume, <laughs> um, I don't know that I'd repurchase it and I'm kind of coming around on travel sprays. They're about $30 and I feel like for as much perfume as we have and wear, like right. those are, that's probably a good place to start. Yeah, no, that's. It's probably most travel. What's the travel spray is traditionally what like a ten mil 10 or ten mil ish. If mm-hmm. it's not if it's not nailed down, I'm guessing it's in that range. And like as I'm finding from uh, some of the ones we got from Fragrance Net, uh, when you're wearing it in a mix of a bunch of other stuff, ten mil lasts a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. Even when it feels like you're getting to wear like. As an easy example, I really like Debaser. I feel like I get to wear it. any Anytime I'm interested, I throw that one on if I can't find something better. And I think I'm still like, still have like more than half the bottle somewhere around that range. Yeah. Um, and we're almost through the time of year that I'll be wanting to wear that, you know, mm-hmm. given how much I like to change things out for seasons and so on. Like it seems like a couple of 10 mils is just about a season's worth. So I've also been wearing Bubble Bath. I put that on one night after not having gotten to wear it for like several days. And I was just like, again, I was elated. I sprayed it on like hardcore too. And then I got in bed and I was like, it smells so good. Well, there you go. I <laughs> feel you makes on me that. Happy. It's really, really sweet. And I, I don't know. So I don't really think, you know, you would think of that as a bedtime scent, but that's not really how I approach spraying on perfume before I go to bed. I pick a scent that I like. Because you can really smell it like in the sheets and the, and then right. in the morning time it's gone. <laughs> so. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I know. 
I'm not mad about it. But anyway, so I just pick whatever makes me happy. And it's so sweet. I don't even really get a bubble bath vibe. From no, it. I, I. You get that coconut, and then it's just real sweet, but not. It's, it's sweet and like clean, and yeah. so I sort of get like where you might get like a bubble bath or a ba- a bath vibe, but it smells nothing like any bubble bath I've ever smelled. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't. There's no part of that trying to think of how to say it. it's like not only does it not smell like any that i've ever smelled there's no part of that smell that i smell and go like oh that reminds me of bubble bath a little bit like no not really it does smell really good though yeah uh, so anyway who are we talking about today so today we are talking about commodity um commodity i think uh if i recall it was one where we were under the initial impression that they were going out of business or closing their doors or whatever. And then um, once uh, uh, in the not, you know, we, we picked up a couple of bottles on the cheap from somewhere. And um, once we, uh, uh, well, I say once we nothing, not too long ago, uh, found out that they apparently were not in fact going out of business. They had just, nearly done so and somebody decided to pick them up it sounds like so yeah it's pretty interesting because i i always loved their aesthetic i loved their in sephora like they had their own little section and i remember john and i because they had like um tonka they had one called tonka and like i was so into tonka at the time like because i was convinced that's what made the um lush bath bomb smell so good (laughs) the twilight but anyway um and so I was excited about that, but I want to say they didn't have a tester for that one when we were there. Anyway, I just, I distinctly remember looking at it in Sephora and then, um, like you were like, we were on the fence. We were like, shit, we were going to buy a book for you. Right. And then right. we were like, eh, we couldn't find it. It was like, it was annoying. We got annoyed at Sephora just in general. And then we left. Um, uh, and then I remember I started seeing commodity fragrances at, tj maxx and marshall's and i was like man and they were 40 bucks versus the like 100 and right 20 bucks somewhere in that range if you can hear there are all kinds of weird noises Uh oh i cannot but i could see you reacting which is why i was kind of uh stuttering a little earlier because i was like (laughs) like oh god what's going on over there i think it might be the landlord came to mow Ah. and he's in the garage but it's hard yeah, that's the garage door. Okay, well you can't that you can't actually or I well, can't good. actually hear anything. Sorry, it was freaking me out. No, I could tell. That's why <laughs> when I was started saying the same thing kind of that's, over and over and got a little flustered, it was like reacting to you, like freaking out there. So. Let's just say my podcast outfit's not really meant to be seen by the public. So like, <laughs> if it comes in, like I'm screwed. <laughs> it's all good, love. Yeah. Anyway, he wouldn't come in. I punch him. So yeah, um, um, I'm sorry. Back to commodity. So, um, so yeah, yeah seeing it was, in TJ Maxx, uh, and then I stopped. They just didn't have it in Sephora anymore, and I was like, okay, well, that's um, I guess that's gone. And that was kind of um, I didn't do. 
I think like, it didn't help. Like that. if you look on Fra- like at the time, if you look at reviews on Fragrantica, there was a general like, oh, like I, th- I think I heard like they're closing their doors or whatever. So yeah, not that we did any real mm-hmm. looking into it, but to the degree that you saw it mentioned, it certainly looked like that's what was going on. It all kind of added up to like, yeah. oh, okay. it, it's so like, they're... yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay, so it's in stores and now it's in TJ Maxx and now it's not in stores. And now people are talking about it not being around anymore at all. Like, okay. Yeah. So, but apparently there was a little more to the story. Yeah. And so, um, we kind of came about this information because I have been, um, getting a lot of perfume ads and like offers on, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Like there's been so many, I've kind of like forgotten, like they all kind of blur together, but there was one for commodity and it was like, try our most popular scents and we'll uh, just pay the shipping. So for $5, I think they call it their starter kit. I believe so. Yeah. uh, Which is a $14 set of perfumes. Um, Sorry, got a choked up there. I did. Oh, uh, I was so excited about commodity. But no, I, I learned to use the mute button so I don't just cough into the mic. Nice. But, um, anyway, so I ordered it and had it sent to Colorado. And then I was like, oh, I didn't think for $5 you got this $14 set. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about it. I should have ordered two. And then we both could have had one. And so then the link didn't work. And when I got it to work, it wanted to charge me $14. No, and I was I, like, I think that's by design. I think it's meant so yeah, that you like, can, you get, can one. get one sample per <laughs> probably shipping address, would be my guess. And then I couldn't find um, the the link again. And so anyway, we finally, it finally popped up. And so I sent it to John and we managed to get both of us a set. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was intrigued. I was a fan of commodity from back in the day. I vaguely remember, not because I knew anything or followed anything about uh, Kelowna perfume news, but I vaguely remember them as Kickstarter news back in the day. Oh, um, I forget. Was it two thousand thirteen, two thousand twelve, to something like that? Yeah, some time ago. They they had a successful Kickstarter and I was like, oh, like that's, you know, I am more familiar with Kickstarter uh, surfacing like board games and video games and such. So not not that they, they do a ton of physical products. That was just the first that I had seen like a Kickstarted cologne. And I think it was a very, I don't want to say scent wise, it may have been exactly the same, but their approach was a little different back in the day, which makes sense given what they were trying to do, trying to be an online presence etc you know a decade plus back so i if i remember it correctly because i saw the um there's a video on the website their whole thing was like you know you should if you're you're paying money for quality fragrance or something but like you shouldn't have to pay for the name behind it and the like right kind of the buy into the brand it should be about the perfume absolutely you know which i can get behind I'm sure just to use the example we're talking about today, I'm sure Chloe Kardashian isn't attaching her name to Nomad for free, you know. That's not Car- that's not the Kardashian. That, that's not that Chloe. Okay, no, well my well, bad. My point yeah, stands no. though. Any any of these celebrity scents, Harry Styles with Gucci, etc., like that takes money. 
and there is there is some part of your your perfume dollar that is going toward uh yeah getting that person yeah right. getting and, and or not, the endorsement not or just not just the person the celebrity whatever but just all of the advertising and just mm-hmm. everything that surrounds that you know right. and so obviously that's a little different once they started getting into physical stores and so on but at least their initial approach i think was to cut through the idea was that it was cutting through a lot of that and you were getting, you were largely paying just for the, the juice as it were. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and thus I think, cause I don't think the prices were any really any cheaper. The idea was that your price was getting, you know, that, that price going just toward uh, ingredients and such was getting you a higher quality product. I think yes. is the notion. So. And I know. And then, and they made it very, um, what do you call it? Um, I can't think of the word. I want to say simplistic, but that's not the right word. Honestly, generic is the thing. Like it, it, it strongly, not generic in the sense of just like, oh, you know, it looks like what everything else because it absolutely doesn't. Generic in the sense of like store brand, like their packaging, it's minimalist. That's minimalist. The word I was there you go. Think yeah. Of. But no, it, it just always reminded me, like if you looked at one of those, it's like, if a, you know, if Sephora was going to put out the equivalent, you know, <laughs> where oh, yeah. if, if just their own store brand, mm-hmm. uh, if Kroger, you know, suddenly started uh, carrying like, it's you know, the, Kroger uh, brand or uh, uh, perfume, like this would be kind of the way packaging would be approached. It's just, it's <laughs> all very geometric. It's all very simplistic with just, you know, like if you look at their labels, uh, it's a square label with usually like three lines of text. I think the house, the scent and the uh, size and concentration down at the bottom. And uh, that's about it, I think. So prior to getting our discovery set, we bought at, I think TJ Maxx, we got Bergamot and Vetiver, right? Yep. Back in the day. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> for the yeah, ear flaps, that's Tim. <laughs> um, I, um, I remember, um, when we bought those that like, I was just, I was still stunned that these were, that these didn't do well. Like I thought they were, their concept was cool. And, um, but yeah, so, uh, when I got my thing in, I, or after I ordered it, I noticed on the website, they had a, in their drop down menu, they had a docu-series and I was like, oh, I'm, I love docu-series. I don't really even care what they're about <laughs> as long as it's done in a, a format that I don't lose interest in. Right. And these were great. And, um, it was uh, all about kind of how commodity got to where it is now, I guess. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think it, it seems to, it really focused on the acquisition and getting it kind of like the experience of getting and then bringing it back online, seeing what they had and, and what they were going to do with it. Yeah. So this guy, I'm so sorry. I can't remember his name right now. Vicken something or another, something yeah. that starts with an A. Viking. Um, and he is like a, he owns a perfume importing or distributing company. Is that right? Something yes. Like that. Euro um, perfume. I Euro think. perfume. So, and they they distribute niche fragrances. Yeah. They're like the U.S. Out. distribution for a fair few. I when I was looking through their list, I was like, oh yeah, there's several there, several there I like, several there that I probably would like if I could afford to try. <laughs> I wish he had gotten more into why he wanted to acquire this company, but anyway, right. he saw the that this company was like 
out, on its way out. And he, uh, I guess, I don't know if it was for sale or if he just negotiated a deal, but he bought the company. And, um, and so it was kind of neat. Like in the first episode, like he was, he had signed the, the thing, the contract or the, it's not a contract. It's, that's what I get for work. But anyway, he'd signed all the paperwork. The money had been sent. They were waiting for it to kind of hit the account. But anyway, he was flying to meet with some people to find out effectively what he bought. Like he had negotiated. He wanted the, um, um, like the brand it's rights. IP and yeah. it is like whatever physical, you know, inventory as it were. So, um, um whether that be like shelf ready or just like packaging and such. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, anyway, it was, was neat. Yeah. I was really into it. And he was like, I guess very into this idea of transparency because he wanted you to see kind of along the way what was going on. And so, um, yeah, it was, it's, it was kind of neat. And I know it seemed like it was a little more common in some of the earlier ones, maybe because some of the earlier ones were, you know, a little earlier in the process, but like, the one you were speaking of where he was going to uh, London, like there, some of it is pretty clearly like just shot from his phone in yeah. the back of a car on the way to somewhere in London, which I just thought was kind of comical. Um, not, not comical, like in a bad way. I was just like, yeah, like this is just, you know, got the impression who knows. I'm sure some of it is just trying to be, you know, trying is, is marketing or whatever, but got the impression dude was just really excited. Yeah, it was, it was very interesting to me. Um, and, to me, it kind of speaks toward the quality of the product. So I had, didn't have my samples yet when I was watching these. So I was very excited to get them. Um, but he, um, so he got the company and then he found out like the inventory that he had. And so he got uh, all of the fragrances in, in the conference room, kind of told his team, hey, we bought a perfume line. Now let's sell it. And then so they had like a smelling party and I was like, man, I wish it was my job to sit in a room and smell perfumes. Like <laughs> I was very jealous that I was not there and that <laughs> we don't have smelling parties where I get paid anyway, regardless. Um, so they went through all of the fragrances and it kind of hurt my heart sometimes. Cause it's like perfumes kind of personal. Like you like what you like right. and then you dislike what you dislike. So it's like, you know, and I'm sure I trash a lot of perfumes that people love. And so mm -hmm. you just have to kind no, of it is, take I, it with a grain of salt. Right. When, when there's one that you already have a thought about and they're just kind of like, meh. And it's like, <gasps> like they, they didn't like, even talk about like, just, just smell it again. Give it a shot. Yeah. Like, like, this is crap. You know, you know moving on. Um, it's like, <gasps> it's, to me, it's not even when someone's like, oh, I don't like this because that I get like that, mm -hmm. that there are things that people, you know, scents that people like and you smell and just immediately like, I do not like this. Like this mm -hmm. is not a scent I care for. To me, what hurts is when there there's one that you like and they're just, they smell they're like, man, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, I didn't, I didn't have feelings about it, but a good example, if you go and watch uh, the episode in question for the record is uh, episode five, the chopping block. And if you, their takeaway on rain, where they're um, like, oh, this is probably like the most commercial, like the most just like, I forget exactly how they said it. And I didn't have a strong feeling, but man, if you're like, oh, this one just speaks to me or whatever, it's so unique. And they're just kind of like, yeah, this is probably like the most mainstream <laughs> and like whatever of these. Um, Excuse me. I did think it was interesting. So not to get into it too deep, but you may recall that um, we ended up actually getting rid of our bottle of vetiver 
because I, Misty didn't really, it wasn't something you were going to wear. And when I put it on me, I thought it just smelled God awful. Like I thought it smelled very much just kind of like, see, I always say like earth or dirt or ash, but it's like all of those things have like, while dirt is not something I routinely want, it's like, I do have things that have that note and I don't mind it. This was just some really intensely unpleasant and I thought it was kind of comical. They don't actually even get into the details, but in there they mentioned that like, there's like a one-off throwaway line of like, we think ours might've gone bad or something. And I was like, mm, maybe it actually hasn't. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and if you look on Fragrantica, the reviews for, or anywhere, but like the reviews for that one, a lot of people mention like it opens up for the first couple of minutes with like wet cardboard. Um, I wouldn't call it wet cardboard, but I think it's the same thing, same note that they're talking about. What was interesting to me is apparently on other people or to other noses, um, after that, it gets very different and is almost like a lot of people called it out as being like fruity or, uh, whatever. And, uh, I remember trying that one and just, it smelled the same kind of start to finish. Um, but it was also kind of clearly my nose. Cause I remember having you smell it on me one time and you were like, Oh, that's like really fresh and green and this. And I'm like, this smells atrocious. I do not get <laughs> literally any of that. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was interesting to me when seeing like the people that bought it and professionals smell the stuff and go like, Hmm, we think this might've gone like gone off. Like this seems strange. So it really makes me wonder if like what the story is on that, uh, on that vetiver scent, whether that's my nose or the scent or some combination thereof, uh, skin chemistry, who knows? So anyway, um, I just thought that was kind of neat. So we have, we had bergamot before and, um, I know we talked about it very recently in the citrus episode. So yeah, no, no need to go on at length. Yeah. Just, it is, I still, you know, it, it still is, uh, a warm weather go-to yeah, if I it's can't nice. figure anything when I else smell it, out. I'm just smelling the bottle and it's pretty concentrated. And to me, it smells like <laughs> Sprite that has gone flat. Like I don't, uh, it's not fizzy, but like, yeah, not that you can smell fizz, but anyway, but I just. No, there, There is, obviously you are correct. You cannot smell fizz, but I think there is a generally accepted that most people are probably on the same page for like effervescence as relates to scent. Um, yeah, I, I pretty quickly start to get a lot of white flower on that. And the bergamot is recedes the various citrus recedes, but I actually like that kind of thing. So that works mm -hmm. for me. Um, but yeah, we won't really spend a lot of time on that. As I said, we've, we've talked about it uh, several times and recently. So, yeah. um, so the, the sense that we have, we have um, rain, mimosa, gold, book, and wool. Um, <clears throat> some some other of their fragrances, I would I mean I would love to smell is like Tonka, even though the people in the docu series weren't fans. The tea apparently it's really sweet. Tonka is like really sweet. Their sweet. version, oh. of, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just I just want to know what that smells like. Um. I don't really remember any of the other ones. So anyway, but those are the ones that we have. I know that I tried uh, Mimosa first, and I think Rain, then I went with Wool, Book, and then Gold was last. But we, yeah. I think we'll talk about them in a different order. 
So we'll start. Wool. Huh, okay. We'll start with wool since I had literally. Uh, I was I was looking at the word wool whenever I meant to say we'll start. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and start with wool. So uh, I uh, I enjoyed it, but I won't. It's very much like a lavender vanilla thing, and mm-hmm. lavender vanilla that, is just. I don't want to call it boring. It's actually a pretty good one. It's just been done. And uh, I just, I don't know, like, I don't want to say I'm over it, but it just wasn't, it doesn't help. It's not really the, not really a great season for it. Uh, I I wore this and went outside and I was like, holy crap, like the sun hits this and it's just like. I sprayed this on before I went to bed because I wasn't sure um, how I would feel about this one. And I was glad that I did because it smells very masculine, in my opinion. No, I thought this reminded me a decent amount of uh, Le Mail, Uh honestly. Oh, yeah, I get that. Which is also, again, I think, like just lavender vanilla and some some other noise. Don't get it twisted. We're not trashing this. I think it smells fantastic. No, no, it smells nice. It's just not... For being summer and for like, I also like I have Versace Eros, which I think is like uh, vanilla, lavender, Tonka, some other stuff. So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. It like smells you, really good. And I might revisit this and might have a different opinion come like fall. You know? Yeah. Um, and and certainly if you have like Le Mel or uh, whatever you were just talking about. Or even like a Mr. Burberry Indigo, to me, this is kind of reminds me of that. Like, if you already have those, it's not going to stand out against those. Now, if that's a fragrance combination you love, maybe check it out. But uh, it's just kind of got like a, a familiar quality, like just a kind of nice, soft, masculine. It's not, I love that it doesn't have any of the sharpness that always turns me off in men's cologne. I was going to um, point out, like it, it is nice, like wool i get where the name is coming from relative to those notes at first i was kind of like i don't really get it but it's like yeah it's you hug your favorite uncle and he's wearing a sweater this is this captures that moment (laughs) so um or a pea coat those are made of wool I've got the little sampler packet here with the description. So it says, uh, this woody fragrance captures the warmth of a perfectly, uh, perfectly cozy sweater. Like cashmere, it provides the pure indulgence of soft, sensual textures, caressing the skin with notes of rich amber, earthy vetiver, and sweet bourbon vanilla. Um, So it says the top notes are lemon, bergamot, mandarin, grapefruit, and apple. I'm going to be honest. I don't get a single bit of any of those. Certainly not off of the immediate spray. I mean, unless I'm missing something. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so middle notes, uh, touch of basil, fresh. Well, that's weird. Fresh of ozone. Hmm. Uh, lavender, cedarwood and armoire, like armoire, like, like a, like a, like a piece closet. of furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Could be. Uh, I will call out like, yeah, there is now that it mentions, now that you think about it, there is a little bit of herbaceousness buried in here somewhere, which I think mm-hmm. maybe helps balance out some of that sweetness. Uh, and then the base is vetiver, musk and bourbon vanilla. And you definitely get, I think the musk and the vanilla. And the vanilla. Bourbon. Yeah. It's not boozy. I don't get bourbon no, at no, all. No. I think that may be what gives it some of its sweetness. It's just yeah. the, 
Um, but it's nice. And it's, uh, I think cashmere, like as a textile is a good way to describe. Yes. This. And I know that sounds kind of like, I don't know. It's like weird, if this but... it was a textile, what textile would it be? <laughs> I can't think of like, a word. I don't want to wear sackcloth. Yeah. I don't want to sound pretentious because I'm not. No, I know what you mean though. <laughs> um, it's interesting to me. So this, this also has a blurb off to the side that says key notes are amber, vetiver and bourbon vanilla but it is interesting to me that in the list of notes that's literally the only place amber is listed it's listed in the description and in the keynotes but not in the top metal or base notes which is just a little strange to me but um but yeah no this this seems like it would be a really good cool weather not even necessarily like it needs to be cold per se just like cooler weather evenings, you know, fall, winter kind of thing. Um, in my opinion, at any rate. No, that I, is what happened. I just sprayed book. <laughs> okay. You clearly just love it based on that expression that you're book. making. There. Oh man. Okay. So I also so we'll we'll go to book next. I also sprayed this on before I went to bed. And um this was an adventure. Okay, so I'm smelling it now and I smell the dill, like you were saying. It's, yeah. it's, it's got this, I can only describe as green and not like, not like a spring green. This is just like a mossy bog green. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, it just, okay. So I sprayed it on and I was like, yeah, this is way too like masculine for me. This is nothing I would wear, but I don't hate the smell. Um, it is very, I mean, it's interesting uh, the the dills kind of, is there even a dill note? There is not a dill it? note list. So this is, this was no uh, interesting to me, noteworthy. So I, yeah, on my skin, I like this a lot, except that when I put it on me, that dill just comes right to the forefront, like in a very, and it's, it is both the thing that is most pronounced and that lasts the longest. And I say this because I put this on and then uh, reapplied it throughout the day. And then um, usually, so first they our dogs are like kind of a, a high maintenance. So it's like literally roll out of bed and have to take them out. So it's like, I just take whatever I was wearing the day before I sit in, a, in an, you know, an air conditioned space all day, throw it on, walk them, come back in, get ready for the day, change into fresh clothes, whatever. So I picked this up. I picked up my shirt from the day before that I'd been wearing this. And like the dill was the note that remained from this. And I was like, man, I like it. But that dill is just a little much. Now on the tester, it starts to fade pretty quickly. And I think you start to get the woodsy notes. Mm-hmm. It kind of smells, uh, yeah, it smells to- mossy, like. I get that. So I, I actually, oh, and so what I was going to point out, if you go on to Fragrantica, um, they have two, a lot of the commodity stuff, I guess, got reformulated around 2018. So there's the discontinued collection listed, which I think is for all the original formulations. And the original version of book, while it still did not list dill, listed cucumber as mm-hmm. a note which I was like, okay, cucumbers don't smell like dill, but cucumbers and dill are two of like four of your key ingredients for pickles. Um, and a lot of people call out like pickle notes or whatever. But um, but yeah, I thought it was kind of strange because to me, I, I sort of get where they're coming from with the mustiness and the book and whatever. But to me, uh, 
this reminded me more than anything of um, both the actual aftershave I have and just the literal scent of uh, Petrichor, that whole after the rain thing. Like this one just really comes across like a, not like a water note, like from Cologne, just like specifically that smell when it is about to or has just rained and it has not done so in a while. Um, I like it a lot if that dill was not the star of the show on my skin at any rate. The dill that doesn't exist. Yeah, just... the dill that is listed nowhere. So speaking of, um, I'll go ahead and read off what it says here. So it says that the, this crisp, woody fragrance tips its hat to the Hemingways and Fitzgeralds of the world. Uh, conjuring the warmth of a quiet moment curled up with a good book. Its complex blend of sparkling bergamot, spicy cypress, and creamy sandalwood results in an unexpectedly fresh scent. And I'll give them that. It is fresh. Uh, so the top notes are cedarwood, uh, bois de rose, eucalyptus, and bergamot. Middle notes are Alaskan cypress, a- amaris, A-M-Y-R-I-S. Not sure about that one. Uh, amber and the base notes are musk, sandalwood, and vetiver. With the keynotes, it says being sandalwood, bergamot, and cypress. Now, definitely the cypress and or cedar, those woodsy notes jump out after a second. But yeah, I still am mostly getting dill from this to my nose. <laughs> but I would definitely say that's more masculine. Absolutely. I, don't I think you would I, wear I mean, that as a lady. You know, anything is as unisex as you want it to be, but that one you got to want it, is how I would say. Um, It is not one that I would call like a naturally unisex, like, you know, scent. Um, But yeah, I am excited. I I do plan on trying that one a bit more just to see. I am pretty, uh, pretty jazzed to try it on skin and see if maybe, you know, lean into the dill. I will say, even with the dill, it doesn't smell bad. It's just a, strange like the combination of like the the kind of musty paper smell and the dill is just like a weird thing so what did you what did you go to next here uh, i picked up gold gold okay so so was, yeah this one they sent us um it the, the set comes with the five mil that's exactly what i was going to point out is that the this one uh comes with a i don't want to say proper but like a decent a little bit bigger size and uh a much better sprayer. It's worth noting since that's a full size, a little full size spritzer, like one spray is kind of the equivalent of like yeah. a real spray. Unlike most of travel sprays where I think just the smaller hardware means you get less juice out per spray. Um, so this I think is a, a nod to the upcoming packaging, which once, as I understand it from reading the website, once they sell out of all of the old packaging, they're launching into their new. I think that's about to happen. And there is literally yeah, nothing like for sale on their now. website right yeah. now. You cannot so, buy anything. Everything is listed they as had a notify big push me. to sell. They were doing buy one, get one free, no code required. Just like uh, they were trying to get through the last of this inventory, but which this, makes sense. Makes sense. This is the gold, and it's um, one of the episodes they talk about scent spaces, and I'm very interested and intrigued to see how this rolls out in this in this new launch. Because, so on the bottle it says scent space expressive, and so they had this thing. Uh, it was a great demonstration too; like it was very well done. Where they had, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh, his name? Viking. Standing, Viking, yeah, standing in the middle of the room. Oh no, 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 I. I forget well, they had, they had so like many. a rand. I forget so one of the employees was in the middle. Viking yeah. was the the people around. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, no. So it's it's 
to be clear, Scent Space, I believe, is their take on Siage, Siage trying to make yeah. it into a more common, like, you know, prior to doing this stuff, if you had mentioned Siage, I would have had no clue what you were talking about. Might have something to do with cooking, might have something to do with fencing, you know, clearly a French term, but <laughs> like the, that's about. It's where you do the weird horse yeah, thing. Yeah, it's horse dancing. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but what I do think is interesting with their take on it is that I think what they're going, what they, at least part of this episode, it looks like all of their scents are going to be available with the same notes and smell, but different levels of projection to be available as like a skin scent, something that's kind of like the standard where you and somebody right next to you might notice it. And then like, what is it? Bold, I think, mm-hmm. which is uh, meant to like, they use the example of like literally filling the room, which is moderately terrifying that that idea will take off. Cause the only thing I was thinking of when I was watching that episode, and if you, if you watch this, you'll, you'll get where I'm coming from. It's like, man, now imagine if four of the people in that room were wearing different oh. bold scents, like yeah. that's going to be a weird experience. So I'm kind of, that aspect seems maybe underthought, but may, also it's not out. So it's like I'm pure speculation on my part. Is that how much of an issue? But yeah, so I just thought it was neat though, because usually siage and projection of that nature is tied to like EDT versus EDP intense or no, which often also changes just the overall way the scent smells. Mm-hmm. And according to them, all of these are going to smell the same, just project differently which to me was just kind of neat. So yeah. So anyway, uh, gold was, is their new pack. It looks like their new packaging and it's, I think it's like their standard. uh, Yeah. I think uh, it's their best selling um, scent. Um, It's one of their most populars. And I I get why that is. It's very cakey vanilla. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So I would love to have smelled the old one because I've heard Sarah Mays talk about it. I know she's a big fan and she loves vanilla scents, but to me, yeah, because this was in the black collection original uh, previously, I think, or at least if you look on their if you look on Fragrantica, there there used to exist a bl- a black bottle version of this. Gotcha. Well, um, like I'm I'm not gonna say I was disappointed in this, but I thought I don't know. It's just straight vanilla. Like I don't smell anything else except for when I sprayed it on. So I spritzed it, and I was like, well, let me go. Let me do a little heavier spray because this is one I can get away with, and. Um, when I sprayed it, there was, there was something like I, I described it to John as being oody, but I don't know if that's accurate. I just, right. it just had this, a little bit of depth to it. And it was only, I only smelled it sometimes, but no, for the I, most I part, you. it is like a baked good cake. Like yeah, I, so we'll run through the notes real quick. And then I want to, there's another part of the docuseries I think is very relevant to our take on this. Um, so, uh, says this was launched in 2013 nose is Don. I'm not going to, I'm going to mangle this poor lady's last name. No, nose behind this is Donna R look up who, what R stands for. If you want to hear somebody that, you know, see, see what it is and not have it be horribly mispronounced. Uh, top notes are camphor or camphor, which just hugely surprised me. Cause like that's straight up like a medicinal thing. Mm-hmm. Is it not like Maybe just because I'm used to uh, camphor by way of camphophonique, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, but camphor, juniper berries, and bergamot. Uh, middle notes are amber, benzoin, and Haitian vetiver. Base notes are vanilla, tonkel bean, t- tonkel bean, tonka bean, mm-hmm. sandalwood, and musk. So um, 
Yeah, I'm guessing maybe juniper and or camphor is what you were getting as oud there. There's a definite, to me, to the degree that there's something interesting here, it's that this seems like a not necessarily super common, or maybe it is super common and I just have not come across one, but it's like, it's a baked vanilla with like a woodsiness to it, which is not usually like gourmand sense. Gourmand vanilla doesn't seem to pair in my limited experience with like wood and camphor and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, I'm guessing maybe from the Tonka, something in here makes it a little airy so that it doesn't get the heaviness you might expect from a vanilla scent. Yes. Um, I do agree that it's not, it's not like a, cause a lot of those cakey, like baked good smells are going to be straight fall winter, like, because they're just so heavy, but th- you're right. This had a lightness to it that you could wear this year round. Yeah. And, and some people, so the other thing I was going to mention, there is a, I believe it's, it may be the most recent episode uh, but it's the, oh. the maker, the lover and the hater. And so yeah. they had three people, uh, the, the nose that made the scent, um, uh, somebody who is just a huge fan of it and somebody who does not like it. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't dislike this like the one person does, but you, I, I think their description was like the Pillsbury Doughboy fell into a thing of vanilla and it's like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I kind of. I don't have you, a problem with that. But. No, exactly. <laughs> it's just, I, like I said, to me, it just, it wasn't really for me. I'm looking forward again. This is one as when the weather is a little better, I want to put it on and I want to actually try. I know sometimes there, there have been scents that I tried that I did not care for. And then I leaned into it instead of going like, well, I don't like this. Let me do a light spray. It's like, let me do a heavy spray. And that starts to bring out some of those notes you don't notice necessarily. I don't know that that would happen here, um, but uh, figure it's worth a shot. But yeah, to me, like if, if there's a neat thing going on here, it's just gourmand slash baked good vanilla with some sort of woodsy or something. And then some element that just lightens it and makes it almost kind of airy in a way that's the opposite of what is in my head, most common for vanilla sense. So mm-hmm. But yeah, still, I just, I don't think this one's ever going to be for me, quite honestly. I'm not, I'm not a big enough vanilla fan. And this is, this is the kind of vanilla that I don't really typically care for. So I think we're going on to rain now. Mm-hmm. All right. The, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> that is, it's very fresh and sweet and i don't know it's um i don't remember having strong feelings about this one way or the other yeah this one like this this is another one that if this was in my collection i could probably happily wear it any old time but i would probably never be like i want to reach for that yeah it it does smell it It smells smells nice it is a definite it's, it's a nice I would almost describe it as like a green or blue green aquatic if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um we talk about it a lot. This would be great if you have somebody who's like, "Man, I've been wearing cool water since the 90s and I like it, but I want something a little different." It's very much in that vein uh without being like a a knockoff or dupe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely aqua, you know, vibes from this. Um, but it makes not, sense with the name Rain. It's not so 
it's not super masculine. Like it's no. not feminine, but you, it, I, I get where I get what you're saying. I agree that if you like cool water, you would probably do well with this. It's very, um, and, it almost it's okay. I'm going to say this and it's not going to come out right, but I'll explain. Um, if you like, uh, Tommy, right. Tommy Hilfiger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's what it reminds me of. Like, no, it's, I feel you. Which is another aquatic kind of, but not kind in of the, youthful. Yeah. It's very so, vibrant. Uh, this says, uh, this refreshing and aquatic fragrance is like a cleansing walk in the rain, offering a clean slate in life. Its soothing scent combines delicate water musk with a floral symphony of lotus blossom, lemon verbena, and jasmine. And I think the lotus mm. blossom. Yeah. I don't really get jasmine from this, but I do no, get I floral. Either. And I think the lotus blossom, and I say this because there's the, what is it I ha- have a, a little tester of? Uh, Joe Malone, something in lotus, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely, it also, actually, that's the one that this reminds me of. Uh, Burberry uh, Weekend has oh, okay. uh, lotus and melon notes. And it, yeah, like the lotus in this, I think, I'm assuming because it has something in common with that, that's what it must be. But yeah, this this is good. Uh, so the, the notes here, just to actually read them all off. Um, top notes are dewy green accord. And I think I get that. Uh, bergamot and lemon verbena. I don't really think I get, I mean, those, maybe those citrus elevate this to not be just like a watery whatever, but I don't get them as distinct notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, middle notes of Jasmine, Freesia and Lotus Blossom. To me, I really can only pick out the Lotus. Um, but again, I'm not Jasmine. I'm familiar with Freesia only as a note, never been able to pick it out individually to know what I'm looking for there. And then uh, base is white, Amber water musk and sheer woods. And I think, I think that like, some of that maybe help like between the Lotus and the woods, it keeps it from just being a straight, like aqua scent of the cool water E vein. Yeah. It's I just, don't, no, I'm not a huge fan of aquatic scents, but I like this. I like this. I don't think I say it a lot. I don't see where I'd wear this enough to want to like, I, I'd I look agree. forward to trying the rest of the sample, but it would be pretty surprising to end up going like, you know what? I actually want to get a bottle of this. Like no knock on it. It's just not, it's not even that it's not interesting. It's just not interesting to me, I guess is how to put it. Um, okay. So that leaves us with mimosa, which I know is my favorite. Of yeah. The I ones. kind of intentionally wanted to save this one for the end. Cause <laughs> I always like to, you know, you don't want to, <laughs> So you don't want to end discussion on something with like one you don't really care for or whatever, one that didn't do it for you. Mimosa, I don't know. I think I'm just on an orange kick right now. So Mimosa was a, well, I was a fan. Um, I cannot pinpoint what this smells like. I can't pick a note out. I almost like want to say it smells minty. Um, This is yeah. not like anything I have ever smelled. Like No. Um, so... To me, this reminds me heavily. Uh, it, it has almost like a soap note to it. There's like an orange pepper. blossom. Yeah, yeah. 
So let me read here before we get too deep into rambling about notes that may or may not even exist. Uh, so it says, uh, the best addition to Sunday brunch, this bright and luminous fragrance offers an optimistic outlook and a brilliant take on life. Wow, that's that's a lot for a fragrance to do. Uh, a marriage of bubbly champagne and tangy citruses, the fruity floral scent sparkles with notes of blood orange, mandarin, and sheer jasmine. I actually pulled that up on the website. I think the blurb in the book is not quite as... Uh, Oh, no, blurb in the little sample book is exactly the same. Um, so the top notes here are, uh, oh, now that's, I'll come back around to that. That's interesting. So the top notes here are lemon, bergamot, blood orange, and mandarin. And there's definitely citrus here, but it's not really at the forefront, in my opinion. Uh, the middle notes are orange blossom, black pepper, and sheer jasmine. And to me, orange blossom and black pepper are the things that come out off the top on this. And then the base notes are orris musk and blonde wood. Um, what I was going to call out is that under perfumer's inspiration, it says mimosa flowers bring optimism in the winter through their bright yellow blossom. Uh, the inspiration for this fragrance is this rush of energy and light radiating all around the tree when everything is still asleep. Incredible tree blooms bringing on an instant brightness as you see the reflection of these golden blossoms illuminate all the surroundings. Whatever point is that like, that's kind of at odds with the about the fragrance. And I, and I guess it's not at odds to be clear. I guess that could be some of the. It, it may, um, maybe the mimosa, the, the mimosa tree flower inspiration brought about a, a, you know, decided to lean into the mimosa brunch thing, mm -hmm. but. Uh, it's just, it's just very, very interesting. It's soft and a little soapy, but not grandma at all. To me, this is very youthful. No, it, it's almost like like generic bar soap, but in a good way. Like not, let me phrase that better. This does not smell like generic bar soap. The soap note that is here is almost just like generic good soap. Uh, um, that's not the main note. That's not like it, it, it's it's... I don't know. So now that there's some sweetness coming on here, I am assuming I maybe this. that's. I think yeah. it's. I think it would be fun to own if I'm. That's why I like rain. But if I was going to buy only one of these because they are not cheap, I would buy mimosa because yeah. I know if I were ever going to brunch, I'd be like, "Ooh, it's the perfect opportunity to wear mimosa." Um, or if you're just going like for day drinks somewhere or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a nice just daytime. I like I think it. You could wear it at night, but oh, like, you could. But I think it is much more of a daytime scent. It's just um, so interesting, and I think we get lost in a world of fragrances that are all almost exactly the same. So right. I love a refreshing new. Uh, no, I I was a fan of this. Was the first thing that I tried where I noticed the the pepper note immediately, but still like immediately liked it usually pepper and the couple of things i've had it in it's more a thing that's like hmm that's interesting i'm not really feeling it or whatever this one like it was there i think because it's balancing out a lot of sweetness mm -hmm. a lot of the things i've had with pepper notes are like uh, the one gentleman where it's a lot of herby and spicy and whatever so the pepper is kind of in that same vein and it can get very sharp here because it's being balanced with these citrusy and orange blossom and soapiness and whatever. Um, it just keeps it from being such a sharp note. Like it often presents to my nose. Um, 
but yeah, I I like this one a lot. It's funny. I think yeah. this may be of the starter set, at least on for Grantica, the least popular of them. But uh, <laughs> I was a big fan of this one. It reminded it in the same way. I was also a big fan of, which is funny. I think I just really like Orange Blossom. I was a big fan of uh, uh, Neroli Wood, Woods, mm-hmm. uh, Bulgari. And also the Terry Mugler Mugler cologne that I think is also very soapy and orange blossom y. Uh, this reminded me a lot of that, just a little more interesting. Whereas that yeah. one kind of is just the soap. This one, you get some sweetness, you get the pepper, you get some other stuff going on. So I was very disappointed that like it was not of like, and it's probably for the best because I don't really need to go immediately just buy a brand and bottle of it. But yeah, I was like, oh, go ahead and get get this one. And I went and looked, and I was like, oh, it's just unavailable like everything else now. So um, <laughs> I'm excited for their relaunch because they sell a, a discovery set that's all of their scents. It's the full line called the portfolio, it's, and it's uh, also I think it's all of their current ones and what i mean by that to be clear is that i swear you know what it doesn't even matter um it's not important uh but yeah i was there was there was some weirdness around that that when i was looking at it earlier like they're used to they used to have stuff on their web page actively here when they were still selling stuff a little while ago i think that was not in the portfolio set so i'm not sure though I, I don't know. Anyway, it's not important. Looking forward to getting that to, to try it out because yeah. I would like to try quite also, a few of these. I recommend you you check out the docuseries. Each video is less than 10 minutes. Like, I, think I think the, the longest, longest is seven, one. Seven and yeah. a half. So they're, they're very uh, concise. The dude that bought it, uh, Viking, is easy to watch. Like he's a pretty yeah. funny dude. But not like he's not like cracking like – you know, capital J jokes out there, right? It's just, he's easy to watch. He's clearly yeah, I, interested in this. He's clearly like enthusiastic about it. Um, it, um, it, it takes you through like um, during COVID when he had to send everybody yeah. home, like his family was there packaging all the orders and stuff. And he shows, he goes through the the warehouse and packs and orders. It's just interesting. I love to see that kind of like yeah, it, Mr. Rogers behind the scenes. It's exactly. Stuff. I was going to say it's the equivalent of like the Mr. Rogers or the how it's made for commodity. But instead of just being like how it's in this case, it's like how it's made is not perfume it's like how it's made is commodity the brand yeah (laughs) it's and it's Uh, interesting to see a brand that already existed and kind of and and they don't shy away from that like they 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 tell you yeah yeah and and then they're taking it and they're in they're calling it the what do they call it not the re the refounder is what yeah his title is yeah so, Which I kind of um, get. I, it's I, interesting. I don't and know I, all of the details. They only broadly allude, but I get the impression that uh, the brand ended up kind of in the ditch at a, at one point, financially. I think maybe um, I'm not not really sure. They don't, they don't, for obvious reasons they don't really get into that particular aspect. But if you piece together some of the stuff they they throw out there, I get the impression it might not have ended super well with the company and the the brand originally. So that's kind of our hot take on commodity for now. Where I, I am very curious to see where it's going. I wanted Absolutely. to love all of these perfumes because I wanted to kind of support the, these guys. But um, it kind of works because you know what's gonna what inevitably happens when you love all of these is then you have to figure out which one do you love enough to want to actually buy. Right. Uh, and now, as goofy as it sounds, it's like yeah, there's no question. I would be purchasing mimosa. 
maybe if I find that I like Dill a whole lot, I might in a book would be a solid like second, maybe because it's I loved that uh, after I think it was Barrister and Man Petrichor aftershave I have, but that one it's not really like it's like Petrichor the scent, not Petrichor the perf the cologne or after or like scented thing. Um, and whereas this one has a little more than just the scent of like must and earth and whatever. So, uh, but unfortunately that also involves a heavy stroke of dill, which is just not really, <laughs> not sure yeah. if I'm, I'm not saying I'm not there for yet. I just not, I'm not sure yet, I guess, if I'm there for that. I guess, uh, I wonder because I think Ariana Grande, uh, thank you next smells like dill and it doesn't have any dill notes. Yeah. I, I wonder if there's out. any is like common shelf over here. Uh huh. Oh, I might, it's I might try big... that here. Is that the one with the big poof attached to it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to check that out. Then. Not on skin. I just want to see. Cause like dill is great. It just, it comes across. Pickly. I, it, yeah. It feels like it's hard to integrate in a way that doesn't just seem like, Oh, this has like a weird dill note. You yeah. know, everything I have smelled it in. It has not, I guess that's the best way to put it. It has not felt integrated. It has felt like it existed in like, because uh, Mugler, Alien Man, I think it is also. Ha- and it actually is listed as having a dill note and very much the same where it's like, oh, this has dill in it. <laughs> like Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's a long chatter about commodity fragrances, uh, about five commodity <laughs> fragrances, <laughs> six ish if you count if you count uh, bergamot and vetiver. But um, um, yeah, it's just it's kind of interesting because they were like I said they were on my radar and then they kind of just disappeared and yep. I was just very inter- intrigued by the whole thing. So I I'm still kind of excited to see what happens because it's like a oh yeah no i am i'm glad i signed up for their thing just to know i'm assuming they'll drop an email when stuff is like back in when the store relaunches basically um yeah i i'm curious to see where they go with it it was always a neat idea uh i get that it's like i was a little confused i initially thought that like their names were like the one like it was trying to be more of a linear you know like mm-hmm. oh this smells like gin because i was very especially like wool i was like hmm, like wool at, at best has no smell and i think if wool has a smell it's probably not a pleasant one but it's like now you know very quickly realized like no no that's just kind of meant to convey like the feel of, of it but uh but yeah there's quite a few of these even some that I strongly suspect I will not want to put on me, I still want to smell. Yeah, uh, I'm very curious about magnolia. I love. Oh yeah, I uh, love those magnolia. Kinds of smells and scents, magnolia, mm-hmm. white flower, jasmine, whatever. Um, I expect I will. It will probably be a little t- if it. If it smells like I think it will, it's probably going to be too sweet and heavy for me, mm-hmm. but I still want to smell it to find out if that's the case. In my head, you just balance that out with leather and you're right where you need to be. So. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up because we went way longer than we anticipated. Yep. You're welcome. As always. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. If you have any questions, comments, if you've tried commodity, either old commodity or current commodity or what have you email us at misty at perfume um we'd love to hear from you yep yep all right and with that we will uh smell, smell you later, you later. <laughs> <laughs>